Peace Corps gives us a chance to show a side of our country which is too often submerged. Our desire to live in peace, our desire to be of help. There can be no greater service to our country and no source of pride more real than to be a member of the Peace Corps of the United States. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the My Peace Corps Story podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Lloyd, and I'm here to help tell the stories of current and returned Peace Corps volunteers. If you like what you hear today, be sure to let me know over at MyPeaceCorpsStory.com and connect with me on Instagram at MyPeaceCorpsStory or on Facebook by searching My Peace Corps Story. Additionally, head on over to iTunes and leave a review for the show. Five-star reviews are extremely appreciated, but more than anything, I want to know what you think so I can better serve my audience. And speaking of iTunes reviews, I'd like to give a shout out to SV Gee. They write, for those wondering what Peace Corps is like, five stars. A glimpse into what being in the Peace Corps means. As someone who will never be in Peace Corps, I'm taking a lot of advice and applying to any major service endeavor or mission trip. A great reminder of the interconnectedness of humanity around the globe. Thank you. Today on the show, we have Haley Erickson. Now this will actually be a little bit different than what you're going to hear on other shows because Haley Erickson, while she was in Peace Corps and training in Guatemala in 2009, she actually never became a volunteer. She was administratively separated before she swore in. She talks about what happened and gives some good advice for anybody looking into the Peace Corps or starting out their service and training. Without further delay, here's the show. This is this is this is this is my my Peace Corps Peace Corps my Peace Corps my Peace Corps story story story. My name is Haley Erickson, and this is my Peace Corps story. Hey Haley, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm excited to talk to you about your Peace Corps experience. You're going to have definitely a very different story than than most people, since you know you actually uh, didn't complete your service. Uh, so be really good to for people to hear about that and you know how you dealt with it and then following you know Peace Corps what you've been doing since then so I'm really excited to talk a little uh, bit with you about that yeah thanks for having me yeah so first uh, just tell everybody uh, where you served uh, like what sector you were in and what years just a little bit of background about your service and then you in general Sure. I was in the Rural Home Preventive Health Program in Guatemala in 2009. I believe my training started in April, and I only ended up staying through June because I got let go after, well, as the training process was coming to an end. A little bit about me. I'm born and raised in San Diego, California. Did a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in public health. Was a ski bum out in Colorado for a little while, which is where I left to go do my Peace Corps service. Yeah. And then so what what was, I guess, one of the biggest drivers for you deciding to join the Peace Corps? Um, I was really interested in getting to know different cultures and doing some traveling, but I didn't want to just pass through places. I wanted to go and stay and experience something totally different. Um, I was also interested in doing some kind of health-related work at the time, and I wasn't sure exactly where I wanted to go with that and had some interest in international development, so I thought that was a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Peace Corps is definitely a good way for anybody you know, wanting to get into international development. It almost seems like it's uh, a, a badge of honor that really helps you, you know, get into that field. 
Definitely. So before we get into, um, you know, getting uh, kicked out of Peace Corps, as you as you put it, um, what I guess are one of your favorite memories or some of your favorite memories from your, your short time in Guatemala? Um, you know, I really loved getting to know my training group. All the people in my group were really great and we got along really well. Um, we tried to squeeze in some fun stuff, you know, around the edges from when we were in our training process. But specific memories, there was one time where my host family invited me to this big party they were having for Mother's Day um, at one of their kind of, uh, I think it was my host mom's sister who was having the party. And it was just hilarious. They were really like fun and crazy and they were all dancing and playing the limbo and my uh, host cousin, I guess you could say, noticed really quickly that I didn't really know how to dance, especially not to reggaeton music. And so she was like giving me dance lessons. Um, so that was really fun. There was also a very memorable time where my Spanish teacher from the Peace Corps, he was hilarious and he wanted us to learn all the Spanish cuss words, but he did not want us to do that anywhere near our host families. So he took our little group up to the top of this mountain and we were like screaming all the Spanish cuss words, <laughs> which was a very like good way to learn it. You don't forget it after that, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I know that, that was one of the things we always uh, were bugging our language instructor. Like, you know, please teach us the cuss words. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then uh, pretty much after we swore in, he, uh, you know, let us know all the words that we shouldn't uh, shouldn't be saying in public. So. Yeah, they're they're funny. They're also they're very useful. I mean, sometimes you you need to express your frustration in a, in a way that cuts through uh, some some of the. Yeah, you also need to know when other people are expressing their frustrations at you or around you in uh, that kind of strong way, right? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. So they're they're very important to know. You know, they should be used lightly, uh, but they're they're important in in communication. So. Definitely. Uh, I guess the next question I have, which we've already had talked about a little bit before the, the formal interview started, what was one of your least favorite memories of Peace Corps? And, and you told me it was uh, getting, you know, getting kicked out of Peace Corps. Tell, tell everybody a little bit about that and like what exactly happened. Yeah, so um, it's kind of hard to, I guess, decide where to start that story because everything seemed to be going really well. I was um, you know, getting along really well with my train group and we were having lots of fun, doing lots of great work. I had created some little activities and games that the rest of the group had started to use because they liked the way I had set them up and things like that. But right near the end of our training process, we went out for field-based training where we got to go visit other volunteers who had been in their sites for a while and see what kind of work they had going on and also kind of try our hand at doing some of the work that they were doing. <clears throat> and so one day during that training, um, they told us, oh, we had the day off. One of these Spanish teachers is going to take you up to some really cool hot springs. And so me and probably five or six of my fellow trainees were super excited and we're like, great, let's get some drinks. Um, we started, you know, drinking beer and wine like in the van on the way there and the Spanish teacher seemed to be okay with it so we went to the hot springs we had a really good time and nothing crazy happened nobody like hurt themselves or embarrassed themselves or anything like that we 
we definitely got a good buzz on and we were just like playing games and kind of dancing around. Um, I think one of the pictures I sent you is a picture of me and my best girlfriends that I had made there doing a little cannonball. That was probably the craziest of the things that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And so then we were going to leave the hot springs that day and the Spanish teacher got really angry with us, which was, we thought really weird because he didn't say anything the whole time we were there. He was like, why did you guys do that? And you really shouldn't have done that. And why were you drinking and blah, blah, blah. And we were kind of like, well, we thought we had the day off and like nothing bad happened and everything's fine, you know? Um, but so after that, when we all got back to our host families and back to the Peace Corps office, they started bringing everyone in my training group, like all 30 or so of us, um, into the office one by one and kind of questioning our motives and, pretty much like questioning our character with these big generalizations and like me personally, they were telling me all these red flags were being raised about me, but they didn't tell me what the red flags were or like who was behind them. And nobody had mentioned anything bad to me up to that point. Um, So you can imagine I was a little bit frustrated when that conversation happened. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Um, I was just kind of like, well, you're asking me what I would change, but I don't really know what I did wrong. So I'm not sure what you want me to say. And I was also just kind of like, well, who was saying these things? Because I thought that I got along great with everybody. And I definitely knew that I was getting along with my host family, whereas like some other trainees weren't getting along with their families that great. So yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing that happened and I during that conversation I wasn't like very apologetic just because I didn't really feel like I had done anything wrong and I think from what I heard from other trainees other people were going in there and saying I'm sorry I'm sorry you know I shouldn't have done that and blah 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 and I was just kind of like well I thought we had the day off that day and we had a good time you know so Mm -hmm. yeah um I guess that's kind of one thing to be aware of in training, maybe. I don't know if it's like that in all the different countries, but I guess you're kind of almost being interviewed throughout the whole training process. Like after you pack up your whole life and decide you're going to go down there for two years, which for me involved like, first of all, fighting my way into the Peace Corps because I got um, denied for a medical issue originally and had to appeal that. I had packed up all my things from living in Colorado and move them back to California to store with my family while I was going to be gone. And then, yeah, just like nothing crazy happened. And they were just like, okay, well you can resign if you want, or we're going to fire you. And I was like, okay, well you can fire me. Cause I didn't quit. You know, <laughs> it was just really bizarre. And like, so then it was just this, it was this immediate thing where they were like, well, we're letting you go. And we're like, you need to pack up right now and somebody's going to take you to close your bank account and you're going to fly out tonight. This was like, you know, four to five hours, maybe six hours notice max where mm-hmm. I was just like notified and then shipped off. Yeah. Um, and then after that, like all the people in my training group were like, what the heck happened? Like everyone went to the office and kind of gathered and confronted the staff like why did Haley get kicked out you know um yeah it was just really bizarre so then I got home and I was 
like just kind of dropped on my butt I felt like in the states with like no plan because I thought I was going to be gone for two years Mm -hmm. and frustrated because I didn't know exactly what happened so I started like asking for my file just so I could get some peace of mind and like know exactly what they thought I had done wrong um and at first they didn't give me any information on that I had to like appeal my file request like three times And finally, like months and months later, I got this list mailed to me that had like a bullet pointed list of things that they said I had done wrong. And pretty much I would say like 80 percent of those things were just like outright blatant lies, which I thought was insane. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Down to like the biggest example was that I had gotten my purse sliced open on a bus and somebody had taken my money out and the Peace Corps policy was to reimburse you. So immediately I called the security guy just like I was supposed to and got reimbursed. Um, And I had like receipts for my reimbursement. Well, on that list, they said that I had not reported my robbery. So Hmm. just really bizarre things like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But one, I'm you know sorry to to hear that you one had to go through that. But it is something that people should know that there there really isn't an appeals process if Peace Corps decides to admin sep you, you know, administratively separate you from the Peace Corps. You know, as you said, you know, they said okay, you're done, and then you know you were sitting in the airport, you know, six hours later, on on your way out. So. And, you know, you said something else that's really important to know as well, that, you know, training, you know, as much as it is training and you learning the competencies that you need to, you know, operate and live and work uh, in your host country, it it is a continued interview that, you know, I actually never even thought about that until you said it. And it's like, well, yeah, it is because, you know, even if uh, you don't meet language, so if you don't meet language competency, they're not going to let you go out to the field so you can actually be let go if you can't learn to speak the language. Because actually, I got, I got held back. Uh, I say I got held back uh, for a week with uh, two friends because we were not good enough at speaking French. Um, but you know, if that had progressed, you know, there was sort of a threat that we weren't going to make it into Peace Corps. And I think a lot of people sort of think, oh, you know, I made it into Peace Corps. The next two years are set. But you know, there's one of a million things that can then happen that, you know, are out of your control uh, sometimes that can, that can pull you away. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting hearing what you said, you know, that you, you know, you felt that it was a, a free day, you know, that you could go, go and drink. Um, Cause it seems like, you know, you, you, you were well aware that, you know, like if you're in training, you're like, you're not drinking. Like it's, I think it's, it's generally understood. <laughs> That, you know, if, yeah. if, if you're in training, you're not drinking because it's, it's work, you know, nine to five. We were sort of told, you know, treat, uh, you know, Monday through Friday like work. Like if you want to maybe have a drink in the evening. OK, but we didn't have enough money, honestly, when I was in Peace Corps to to be drinking uh, like in the evening. So, you know, it's like one or two beers in the weekend. But, you know, it seems like they said, hey, this is a free day. And with that comes, you know, OK. I, you know, I can unwind. I can relax. Yeah. Very, very I was definitely on the, cons- I was definitely on the conservative end of that too, in terms of like drinking on the weekends and everything. Number one, because I was just living on the money that I had from the Peace Corps. And number mm-hmm. two, just cause 
the Peace Corps had like also instilled in us that it was really dangerous and scary to be out after dark, which I fully believed. And and I also obviously didn't want to like show up drunk back at my host mom's house. Um, so yeah, because you're I mean like you're working twenty four seven. So even if it is the weekend, you're still working in the community, and you don't want to be like oh the drunk American. Yeah, exactly. And obviously being respectful of my host mom and her house and things like Mm -hmm. other people were like staying out partying all night long. And I was just like on the conservative end of that, like home before dark, you know, only a few drinks that night. We weren't going home to my host mom's house. We were staying in a hostel or something. Mm -hmm. So I definitely had more than I would have had I, you know, been going back to her house. But still, like I said, nothing crazy happened. So well, I guess uh, moving on from that, and we can keep coming coming back to that as 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 we talk, if you would like. Um, I guess what what do you miss about the Peace Corps? I mean, you were you were there for a few months in training, but what do you miss about? I guess just being in the Peace Corps, the training, or being in Guatemala, the life that you were uh, living there. Yeah, so I I really loved Guatemala. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, and especially given that it's like known to be somewhat unsafe. But even, I don't know, I just never felt that unsafe. And it was just a beautiful place, like lots of greenery, great culture, very like family centered. Um, Everyone, at least in my host family, lived within like a mile of each other. And everyone just walked between everyone's houses. Like my host mom didn't even have a telephone because all of her family was close by. And, like, her whole life was close by, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just really cool to experience that way of life. Also, the fact that, like, there's kind of no... There's almost, like, no concept of time, especially not anything crazy like we have here in the States where if you're a couple minutes late, it's, like, unacceptable. Yeah. Um, you know, we would set things up at these little clinics and sit there for, like, two hours past the time we we set up because like the nurses hadn't got there yet or whatever. And people were just like, Oh, Hey, like we made it no kind of, Oh, I'm so sorry for being late or anything like that. It was just kind of like, well, you set up this general time and like could be a few hours after that (laughs) is when you actually get started. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I I learned always to carry a book with me. Yeah, definitely. Um, But also I guess I love the language learning process. It was so great to be, fully immersed and also getting instruction like every single day that was really helpful there was kind of this one moment where my Spanish teacher was like towards the end of the training process like wow you've come such a long way and like I had studied Spanish all the way from kindergarten I was in a bilingual program um and then I studied it through like middle school high school then took it more in college but I had never really had the opportunity to speak it a lot Mm-hmm. Um, while I was learning it, you know, so that was huge. My Spanish came a long way. And then is there something that you, you've learned, uh, while in Guatemala that has stayed with you? Definitely. I've learned a few things. Um, one of the funniest kind of small things that I never thought I would actually do or like stick with is that they really make you, at least this one guy who was one of our training instructors, he always made us shake hands with people when we were going into and leaving your room. And like 
when we were there, I was kind of like, gosh, I really just, sometimes that really just doesn't feel right, you know, but he was like, well, you have to do it anyway, like no matter what. And so I would try to kind of not do it here and there, but since I've gotten back from the Peace Corps, I usually still try to do that. And I feel like that's a really useful skill kind of in the business world, right? Just to, I don't know, feel connected with the person and kind of establish that like friendly, confident nature. Um, So I still do that, which is really funny, but also just kind of, I really like their philosophy, philosophy about not going in and kind of saying, this is what we do. This is what you need. This is how it should be, you know, kind of going into different situations and communities, like first just getting out there and making yourself known so people recognize you and then kind of listening and asking people what they need first before you go in and just kind of throw things at them. So that was a big thing for sure. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things I liked most about the, you know, the Peace Corps development model that you, you come in with an, an unbiased opinion. Cause I know that there were a lot of volunteers in my group that let's say that they were education volunteers. They got in their communities and then realized, well, they actually don't need a teacher. They, you know, actually need this other project. So then they would take that on and be like, you know, this is actually the real need of the community. And you never really know that in, until you're there and you start listening to people and uh, just seeing day-to-day life and really getting to know um, the needs of everyone around you. So, yeah, that's definitely something that's very, very important. But you can also just, you know, bring back to the United States. You know, when you come into a situation, don't come into the situation, like, with an answer. Because <laughs> if you Yeah, can, or yeah. as an expert, yeah. Yeah, because you, you never know. I mean, there are so many other things at play and personalities and just sort of layers of local politics or, you know, politics within the office that, you know, you might just say, oh, well, this is simple. We just, you know, do X, Y, and Z and problem is solved. It's like, well, can't do X, Y, and Z because, you know, this thing happened in the past. So, you know, the director won't, won't do that. So that's just not an option. It's like, okay, well, now we need to rethink this. Exactly. You also can't just go in and be like, well, you definitely need a toilet, for example, but like not really teach anyone how to use it. I feel like I think about that a lot in the business world and especially now kind of trying to think about coming up with my own business, my own business idea and business model. I'm like, well, I can't just go throw toilet pe- toilets at people that don't need them or want them necessarily. <laughs> yeah. And then always, you know, building the thing that might be very useful, you know, like building a well but then you don't actually teach people how to repair or maintain the well. So then it breaks and then they're just back where they were, except they have a statue that is in the shape of a well. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how much I learned in that short time. You know, I really feel like I did absorb a lot that I still take with me. So, mm-hmm. well, that's all I have for, for sort of baseline questions. I know I asked you a few other ones on the uh, on a form that I sent you, but I usually reserve those for just you know posting uh, on the website on mypeacecorestory.com. But is there is there anything else that you would like to share? You know, is there any story that sort of stuck with you? I know at the beginning uh, when we were talking before the interview that you said you know it was sort of interesting to to think back to your service. Um, there was you know eight eight years ago and start reflecting and you know is there anything else that you would like to share with uh, the listeners 
Um, you know, really, it was just like the best time and then the worst time literally of my whole life. So <laughs> I'm happy to have had the opportunity to get my story out there and hope that, you know, some people considering the Peace Corps can learn from it and I guess not make the same mistakes I made. Um, and just kind of thinking that I was locked in, you know, after I got the offer and packed up my whole life and left. Um, another funny thing I can end with, too, is that I ended up being able to go back to Guatemala with an internship I had in grad school mm -hmm. uh, to do some more development work. And I worked on this great project and I stayed with another host family and everything went great. Um, and I actually it was within it was right around the time when all of my friends from training were closing out their service. So I got to go to just randomly got to go to like all of their farewell parties and stuff. Oh, wow. Which was so interesting. Yeah. And so it was crazy how that all worked out. This uh, development company that I was interning with, they I kept telling them like, hey, I want to go see some of your projects in action. I was working in their home office um, here in San Diego. And they were like, by any chance, do you want to go to Guatemala? And I was like, oh, my goodness, of course, I want to go to Guatemala. <laughs> like that, that is that is the place I want to go. Yeah, exactly. So I got to see everyone. I even went back to my host family and gave them lots of hugs. And they remembered me and we sat and had a good long chat and stuff. So it was overall a really great experience until everything went wrong, you know. But mm -hmm. kind of after that happened where I got to go back and see everyone again, I just kind of realized like, okay, everything happened for the best. I feel like it happened for a reason. And it was just a really crazy way to be able to get a little bit more closure on it. So mm -hmm. yeah, good well, times. <laughs> well, I thank you very much for, for coming on the show and sharing your story with everybody else. I think people that are considering the Peace Corps, you know, are currently in the Peace Corps, um, can actually learn a lot from your experience. So I, I thank you for taking the time and sharing that with everybody. Thanks so much, Tyler. I look forward to hearing some other stories from you, too. Thank you, everybody, for listening to today's episode. Once again, if you want to stay better connected with me and the My Peace Corps Story podcast, head on over to MyPeaceCorpsStory.com. If you want to know more about my personal Peace Corps story, please check out my new book, Service Disrupted, available on Amazon. Every volunteer has a story. What's yours? <laughs>